Thanks for checking out the Abnormal Japan podcast. We're based in Tokyo, Japan from Houston, Texas. If you're curious what it's like living here, or you just want to tap in for abnormal topics from time to time, stay tuned and follow us on your favorite listening platform. Hey everyone, I'm your host Bree. Welcome to season four. Happy New Year's. I hope you all enjoyed last season. I'm ready for 2020. I hope y'all are. I was tired of 2019. <laughs> you know, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, shared our content, and even voted on episode topics. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. We cover various topics such as travel, life in Japan, true crime, LGBT+, and more. So check out our other three seasons if you want to catch up. And stick around for the ride as we dive into various topics throughout the year. And as always, I'm here with my co-host. What up, y'all? I shoot a video on the iPhone and I need a new iPhone. Who wants to sponsor me? I'm Ashish. <laughs> Happy New Year's. 2020, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, you've been looking for new phones. I've been, you know, I have... Okay, so someone we know, like a close family member. Yeah. They got a, a new camera recently. I was like, oh, shit. And so I DM'd them on the story. I was like, yo, this is really cool. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I was like, man, I've been down the rabbit hole. Because he was telling me, like, he went down through, like, the research videos and all that. I was like, man, yeah, I'm in the same spot. Yeah. I mean, before you buy any tech, you should probably heavily research it. And not just, like, what the companies tell you. Like, see people, like, actually messing with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. see all the specs. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, research game. What's up? What up? If y'all love to research, let us know. But anyway, enough of the researching topics. We are, we <laughs> research stuff to bring it to y'all this season, right? We hope to continue to bring well-researched diverse topics that y'all will enjoy. Over the break, we hit over a thousand streams. That's amazing. Thank y'all so much. I'm actually surprised. I think we've only been doing this for like a few months. Yeah, it hasn't been a year yet, has it? Mm-hmm. I'm mainly surprised because we don't cover topics that the everyday person would want to listen because like true. there's so many people in the podcast game and there's definitely a way to like make your brand very palatable but That's i feel true. like we stay kind of edgy and we're like no nah, we're gonna talk about stuff that people don't want to talk about so true true i kind of take those streams as a little bit more special because i'm like okay so people really wanted to tune in to hear something yeah, different. Yeah, and y'all been rocking with us since day one. I will say, I don't want to be as researched as we go on. I want to kind of, you know, be more chill about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because some topics like true crime, oh my gosh. No, I think that's just kind of who we yeah. are. We just do the research. That's just, yeah. we're research people. So like, if we do a research topic, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And if it's laid back, I hope y'all enjoy it too. I mean, it's still going to be good. We smart, we intelligent. So, you know. <laughs> All right, so some quick updates. Spotify listeners, if you ever wanted to listen to a specific topic or topics in a playlist form, Mm. check the playlist links below. And also, if you follow us on our host site, like on abnormaljapan.podbean.com, we have a huge section on the right-hand side, and all the topic collections are there. So if you want to look for true crime or life in Japan or working abroad or whatever, It'll be there. Cool. Mm-hmm. And for Spotify, I'm just going to add a couple. And if y'all want more, just let me know and I'll make it. Um, and lastly, our question submission mailbox will be available for you to send in questions for future listener question segments. Send one in anytime at abnormaljapan.com slash questions. All links, as always, will be in the show notes description. Mm-hmm. And we are on a lot of different platforms. Like we're on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, you know, Google. We got, we're on a lot. So, you know, let us know where y'all listening from. That'd be cool to like get some insight, you know. Like I know a lot of people do Spotify for podcasts, but I do the podcast app and some Spotify, you know. So mm-hmm. let us know. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I've been slowly listening to more spotify podcast because i usually stick to apple um but i like their playlist on spotify interesting yeah i like how much data they give for like you know the user and the uploader like i think that's really cool yeah all right so today's topic is new year's in japan versus usa but before we get into that let's answer a listener's question all right let's go let's go 
So we had some leftover questions from last season, so we decided to make a segment on our episodes answering one of y'all's questions. Mm -hmm. So let us know if you like this edition or not, because we're just playing around with stuff. Yeah. Um, And if you're here for the topic, check the time codes. All right. So here's the question, Ashish. You ready? What's up? What was your typical breakfast before and after moving to Japan? And was it different? That's a very interesting question. Um, I'm not a big breakfast person. Um, mm. I prefer brunch more oh, than anything. Yes. Um, just cause growing up with my family before I left the house, we mm-hmm. had like a lot of savory breakfast. Like, um, so for brown families, like South Asian families, um, like India, Pakistan and Bangladesh, like savory breakfast is a really big thing. So like in South India, you'll have these like little rice cakes called like idlis. Mm-hmm. And you'll eat that with like a dry powder or a paste or um, some kind of like sambar soup. And like it's really filling, but it's savory. It's not really sweet. So not like sugar. Okay. Like, if you like oatmeal, it's like grits, basically. Mm-hmm. So like It's like grits in like a patty form. Oh, my, and it's so soft. And it's, it's really good, y'all. Oh, and you put a little ghee on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so that was my breakfast with my family. And then after leaving the house... um. I didn't really eat much breakfast. That's probably bad. I don't don't know. But I mean, who really knows? Like there's people who are like, don't eat breakfast because of X, Y, Z. Eat breakfast because of X, Y, Z. I feel like whatever works for for you works, you know? And so for a lot of university, I didn't eat breakfast. And then Mm. we started working like full time. The hours were kind of weird. So I would just kind of get whatever for breakfast. But one of my favorite things was a breakfast burrito. Ooh, so okay. it's it's always been savory breakfast for me savory okay moving to japan though it's been like toast and granola like pretty basic yeah like i'll do butter toast sometimes i'll put a little msg a little bit of sriracha or a little bit of tabasco on my toast you know um and still with the granola yeah, like you straight up put gochujang on your toast like that spicy red pepper paste i'm just like how oh my gosh well no i i prefer that in the evening because gochujang has a kick yeah and not like like, a spice kick like it can kind of hurt your stomach because it's fermented you know you got to mix it with something so (laughs) so sometimes i'll do gochujang sometimes i'll do sriracha or tabasco so Mm. yeah usually savory breakfast not much different except i do eat granola in the morning now so i added something sweet okay so for me, before moving to Japan, um, so back with my family, I ate salvi breakfast, you mm. know, Salvadorian food. So platanos, so plantains, oh. frijoles, and avocado, and bread, and coffee, like typical, typical salvi breakfast. Um, sometimes I just eat cereal, you mm. know, American shit, right, <laughs> just right, right. basic stuff. But now in Japan... I eat a lot of oatmeal, hmm. despite it being a lot more expensive than it was in the States. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just make like a huge oatmeal bowl of like fruit and granola. And then I pair it with a toast. I love toast here because the bread is so fluffy. It is. It's super thick. Yeah, you can choose different sizes of like slices. Mm-hmm. So I really love that. And coffee or tea. So it's different for sure because mm-hmm. i eat less savory foods um because i can't really make salvi breakfast in japan but yeah yeah when you were talking about salvi breakfast i had to like move my mouth away from the mic because i was like mm, so good yeah um so uh thanks for sending in that question i would say it's pretty different i don't hate it though mm-hmm. um i know in the winter i do eat um more like japanese style dishes so i'll have like miso soup and rice Right. I think those days we usually share breakfast too. We just make like a big batch. So exactly. that is technically different. I never had super breakfast. Yeah. Well, I guess rest them. I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> yeah, I tried doing like egg because I know egg is really popular here, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just like to stick to my oatmeal. I feel you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check the link in the description to send in your question for a future episode mm-hmm. if you'd like to be featured. Yeah, thanks for sending it in. All right, so it's the new year, and I wanted to learn more about New Year's here in Japan compared to the U.S., Mm -hmm. like its common traditions and the obsession of resolutions like around the world, because it's not that huge here in Japan. Hmm. Um, The last New Year's we were here in Japan, we fell asleep. (laughs) 
<laughs> we weren't really involved. You can and, like, see the, how much we care. Yeah. And then the first year we were in India. So we didn't get to really celebrate it here, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the origin of New Year's resolution. Like, why is it a thing? Because it's kind of always been there every year. Everyone freaks out about resolutions. Sometimes mm-hmm. they share their resolutions. And, you know, it's like people gear up for it. You know, yeah, I will say... Deal. Yeah, I will say lately some people are like anti-resolution. So essentially, it's just like a tradition most common in the West um, where a person will like resolve to change something they don't like about themselves Mm. or something they want to improve on. Just personal goals. But sometimes it can get a little extreme. And then sometimes a lot of group conformity comes into play Oh yeah, yeah. because it's like popular ones we'll dive into popular resolutions in the west but uh yeah let's talk about the origins of sheesh like we saw that it had like some religious origins so what's going on with that yeah so religion is oftentimes the origin of a lot of human behavior which i find super fascinating if y'all want us to do a religion episode let me know oh that's something i'd be super keen but um yeah so apparently the babylonians right i love that word Babylonians. Babylonians. Yeah, it just is very satisfying to say. Um, yeah, they made promises to their gods at the start of each year um, that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts, right? So that's some of the earliest, like, resolutions. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get right this year. I'm going to give shit back and, you know, I'm going to have a good, fruitful year, right? Dang, I noticed that paying off debts has been, like, a thing ever since ever. Ever since ever. It's so sad, <laughs> but it's like... I think that one's kind of okay. It's like, I just want to, like, give back what I took, you know? Yeah, and also if you think about it, like, it's a harvesting kind of tradition. So, like, if you yeah. borrowed, like, a cow, you'd be like, all right, let me go get this cow back and let me get the dude some some hay because, you know, he helped me with the cow. So, like, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. And then we all got right, the Romans, right. you know, they did their thing. Then in the medieval era, the knights did their whole peacock vow at the end of Christmas season because they want to be, like, chivalrous I don't know what chivalry is necessarily. So I'm just like, I guess it's whack to me. I know some people really love the idea of that, Mm -mm. but I guess they were just like kind of committing again to that. Okay. So like committing to their like gentlemanly behavior. Yeah, I guess because I don't know Hmm. it's a vow. They're probably like, I'm going to be chivalrous again this year. (laughs) Okay. So these are all like different like western like religious versions there's some judaism links like rosh hashanah and then yom kippur basically you kind of like reflect over your year and ask for forgiveness and stuff like that um so yeah there's it's very like religious-y to begin with like judeo-christian-y yeah but you know that's cool i mean if that's that's what you want to do i feel like it's good because at the end of the year you do tend to reflect on things so i guess in a spiritual sense you want to like do something with that I don't know. yeah i do think sometimes it comes with a lot of guilt of like never being good enough and i feel like that's a common trope with these resolutions and mm. that kind of like turns me off about them it's always like oh i'm such a terrible person let me that be makes better sense. but yeah so i wanted to know like how successful is this tradition right because right. clearly people are tuned in every year <laughs> So I feel like some people get some things out of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I was looking at some stats or whatever. They're kind of outdated. But um, like in 2014, apparently like 35 of like the participants in this survey failed their New Year's resolutions, hmm. like 35% of them, because they had unrealistic goals. And I think okay. that makes sense. You know, I feel like if you know you have unrealistic goals, that's fair. Like just admit to it. <laughs> Yeah, so about, like, 50% of people were confident of, like, the possible success of it at the mm. beginning. So we know this this whole idea of, like, people are so gung-ho in the first couple months of the year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I'm actually going to do it. So I can see people actually believing that. Um, but, yeah, not that many people actually achieve the goals by the end of the year. Hmm. And I also feel like it has a lot to do with consistency. So yes. I feel like picking a goal. Ah, I was watching this video about, like, financial planning and stuff like that. Oh. But there's this acronym. It's like you got to make SMART goals. And it was, like, simple, 
manageable, achievable, realistic, time-based, something like that. Something like that. So I feel like if you do things that you know you can do within a certain period of time, maybe not give yourself the whole year, but like do something that's achievable if you do little things instead of like saying like, oh, I'm going to do this thing okay. and then like busting your ass every day and then, you know, kind of. Burning yeah, I kind of like that. Having like small goals, like kind of seasonal, maybe like, hey, mm. before spring starts, you know, I want to read a book, finish a book. You know, stuff like that. I think that's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Or even general goals like around this time, I want to do this. You know, what yeah. I mean? like give me six months. Let me see if I can, you know, figure out a waking up schedule yeah. or something. You know, like I feel like shorter term is easier to manage because you have a closer goal. Yeah, because like if this is supposed to take a whole year, like to accomplish, right. I can barely remember what happened at the beginning of 2019. I mean, if we're being honest, like I have a hard time remembering anything. So I'm I'm going to take this tip because I, <laughs> I set goals and I don't hit them. But, you know, I'm going to try the, the short term thing. Mm, yeah. All right. So let's talk about some popular resolutions, because mm-hmm. a lot of these I hear a lot and I it's kind of unoriginal. OK, but I can understand because sometimes if you have a common, I guess, goal with a group you're more likely to like do it makes sense so we're just gonna go off of a list Mm. of things we saw so um some people strive to be more environmentally responsible Mm -hmm. i think that's really important right now um i think whatever (laughs) thing you can do works but it's not really up to the individual like i know a lot of people are like oh my god it's you got to do all these changes and then the world will get better. We know why it's messed up, but yeah, like we as consumers did not put toxic waste into the water. Like we, yeah. we, we ain't choose that, but like these things happen because there's manufacturing and like yeah. mega corps and all that. We, whatever. Yeah. So I think that's good, I guess on a household level. Cause I know since we're more responsible for like the small things that mm-hmm. you don't really think about, like, not using plastic bags when you get produce and using like a reusable bag Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that not only helps the planet but it's like you don't have too much plastic to even like mess with later on true i feel like those like personal steps are important because you it forces you to look at your own habits Mm. maybe taking responsibility for the entire environment it's not like really a good thing for your mental (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's a lot of weight but it is i think just basically for your household i think that's pretty cool that's fair um and then also like there's this one improving mental well-being think positive laugh more enjoy life we love toxic positivity (laughs) now some of y'all might be like why is that toxic brie okay well when you force people to always think positive and to just laugh things off and right, to right. just enjoy life like that's nice and all but the reality is like some people cannot do that there's true, like true. external external factors that affect them true there's internal factors internal yeah yeah. Like life is ups and downs. I feel like a lot of people think, yeah, you're just going to keep being positive, keep being positive. And like <laughs> what like you need to stop nah. every now and then because otherwise you're going to burn out or you're just going to like trick yourself into being positive and ignore a whole bunch of like issues yes. that you're not repression. With. That's where this this happens is repressing stuff because I used to think like this because I don't know. That's just what everyone would say. Like if you, something went on with you just think positive find the light in the situation or laugh more often and what that led was me not actually attending to the emotions that come up that's fair you know and like for me i'm a generally positive person so like i tend to lean towards that but because people don't see the internal stuff that i'm dealing with Mm -hmm. they often assume that i'm just always positive yeah but like so like that gets pressured onto other people as well. Just because yeah. I I am more positive than most people doesn't mean that I can't be negative. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's why it's toxic. Yeah, I will say thinking of things like I guess like counting your blessings or just mm-hmm. being grateful, maybe making a gratitude list over the year. 
like oh i'm grateful for these things in my life that's true i think that's a little bit more healthy and also just allowing yourself to feel allowing yourself to you know have those negative thoughts and address them instead of just like putting a blanket emotion i think the gratitude list is helpful too Mm -hmm. because it 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 keeps you grounded and if you are feeling down you have something tangible to be like oh well even if you know this is kind of a shit situation or feeling like i do have this list of you know one or two things that make me feel like oh this is a good life for me you know Mm -hmm. yeah because we have various different lives around the world and i feel like you can lose touch with the reality of what's going on mm-hmm. and sometimes you can be a little bratty like oh man i really want this and i wish man, my life was like this. this whole holiday season has been me yeah and I've it happens <laughs> it happens a lot during this time of year and it's okay like cry it out but sometimes you have it good and i know you just... i want all these things and i gotta remember you know it could be worse mm. and not even like oh other people have it worse like no my situation could be worse yeah that's all i gotta say about that all right, so, oh my goodness. I see a couple more. I'm just going to kind of like rush through them, yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's go. Let's burn through these. I've been talking too All much. All right. <laughs> Settle down, get engaged, get married, have kids. If you want to, sure. If you want to, but I think just scouting somebody just to have kids is a little creepy, all right? Oh my gosh. Real quick side note. Yeah. So I saw this thing on Twitter. There is a dating app now that you can put in like your genotype. And it'll match you based off of like your genetic blah 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 blah. That's like literally eugenics. That yeah, that's like some like restoring the bloodline kind of vibe. That's some weird eugenics stuff. You know, man. I don't I'm know about that. Not surprised. I mean, people like low key do that without the app. But yeah, that's not okay. Um, maybe you're already with somebody and you're just like you know, maybe I want to propose or something. Not yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's cool. But just be careful with that one. That's kind of weird. I know people get pressured as they get older, like if you're not married, but uh-huh. it's not that big of a deal. Other ones like make new friends. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, but some of those are the popular ones. Uh-huh. Um, let us know if you have any resolutions. Like, are you kind of basic with it? You just kind of choose... Uh random popular ones or is it more personal for you like share some of yours but yeah i kind of wanted to dive into this whole i'm sure we've all heard it new year new me (laughs) yeah culture i've heard it i don't know if i like it or not Mm. i can't tell yet but let's let's get into it yeah i just i've heard it like years back Mm. and i was like oh yeah like it gives you this like positive boost or Mm. at least you think so of like yeah i'm gonna start over and i'm gonna do all these great things Mm. um i just think it kind of makes you further from who you truly are Mm. you know i think the whole movement is essentially saying hey what you were last year isn't it like you you could always do better and i think you can but sometimes you don't need to improve. Like sometimes you just have to be consistent. That's true. Because in chasing improvement, sometimes you can lose the foundation and groundwork you've already laid. Mm-hmm. That, and you may also be missing out on like in trying to improve in another direction. You may be ignoring something that you've already been working on without knowing it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it kind of gets you thinking that you're not good enough. You know, that what you did last year needs to be better. And Mm. I I don't know. I think that's pretty toxic, honestly, because it pressures people to maybe they achieved some really awesome personal goals. Mm. But because it's like this whole new year, new me culture, they're like, no, I got to do better. I got to do better. And it's like Mm -hmm. constantly climbing that ladder for what, you know? I feel you. I think a lot of times with the idea of like new me, I think you can maybe not reinvent. Be, um, what am I trying to say? You can recreate things that you want to grow into. Mm-hmm. Like you can set like templates like, oh, I want to be like this and then work towards that. I don't know if it's a good idea to call that a new you. 
Yeah. Because then what you're doing is you're you're ignoring everything you've done to that point Mm -hmm. to get to where you are. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, sometimes you don't have to change to still be a good person, to still be a better you, because you could have been improving all year long. True, true, true. You know, that's why I say I think it's really weird that resolutions kind of give that starting point and Mm -hmm. it's more so like something that people low-key dread they're like oh yeah you know once the new year hits january 1st i'm gonna do it but until now i'm just gonna do me and it's like yeah Mm -hmm. that's naturally you so what's wrong with that yeah and it creates like this artificial starting point yeah now if you have some like bad behaviors if you need to be accountable of something and, you know, like if you if you actually did some wrong, like, yes, I can see you setting goals to be more accountable in the new year. Like, I'm not saying don't hold people accountable or don't hold yourself accountable. Yeah. That's different. But I'm talking about like things like your body image, um, like your mental health. That's something that you may not control or mm-hmm. hobbies that you do. Like, you don't have to change that much of you. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. true. I feel like in general. The idea of a new you is kind of weird because you're always new. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like Mm. you wake up every day a little bit different from what you were before. And I think setting out these like grand moments to be like, oh, yeah, at this point in time, I'm going to start being new. Like, (laughs) nah, you always knew. Like you wake up new every day. Like, yeah, you know, and again, going back to like the artificial starting point thing, like maybe mentally it'll be easier to like you know prepare and get Mm -hmm. ready for like this point in time you're like all right from here i'm gonna go but also i feel like knowing me the type of person i am i feel like that gives me a buffer time to not really do anything yeah you know what i'm saying it just adds to like procrastination for me oh yeah same it kind of enables that and i don't know for me if i want some improvements in like what i do I just start setting that out whenever I feel that feeling. True. You know, it may take longer to like plan it out because some things are a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I don't wait for New Year's. I really don't. I mean, I think if this whole New Year, New Me thing works for you and it doesn't like pressure you or you don't feel like negative, then do you. But I just think it kind of lumps everyone into this like expectation Uh, yeah i feel like it's a blanket statement yeah yeah so if it works where you take it but you don't have to like lose your identity and like become a whole new person Mm -hmm. because it kind of i don't know it's it's like you're doing it for other people not for you yeah it diminishes all the stuff that you did Mm -hmm. and even like going back to what we said earlier about setting short-term goals i'm not the best at that Mm -hmm. i know sometimes i can be like man in six months i'm gonna do this 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 to get to that six month point i have to go from day one to day two to day three Mm. so like i think yeah setting a whole new you image can be i don't know i would say a waste of time yeah you know that's just (laughs) like you're starting over every Every year year. you gotta reset like what happened to all the checkpoints yeah i think consistency doing it throughout the year taking your time Mm -hmm. loving yourself you know, setting your own boundaries because sometimes, like, you really can't achieve these, like, unrealistic goals you want to set for yourself because I've been there, you know. Yeah. As a Capricorn, I can be <laughs> very hard on myself. And it's not just on some Zodiac stuff, but seriously, like, how I've been raised, it's always been on, like, improving and, like, what can I work on more, like, kind mm-hmm. of workaholic type of vibe. I try to, like, calm that down. I feel you and celebrate my achievements throughout the year versus like here's my trophy at the end of the year like true because if you start out with a grandiose goal and you don't hit it that like that what is it that that the drop that pitfall is gonna hit so much harder than if you like oh i messed up this week but there's always tomorrow or there's always next week yes because you're gonna fall harder you know And if you're already dealing with, like, mental health issues, it could really affect that. True. Anyways, I just want to talk about that. Let us know if you think New Year, New Me is toxic. For real. I want to hear what y'all got to say. 
All right. So I want to talk about how New Year's Eve and New mm-hmm. Year's is commonly celebrated in the States versus Japan because there are some differences. So what do you recall doing for New Year's Eve? So New Year's was kind of a big deal and also not really that big of a deal, hmm. at least for me growing up. Um, okay. So I remember one time we visited my dad. He was in Denver and we did like the Christmas New Year's thing. But like we kind of just watched the ball drop on TV like it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, that's pretty popular. Yeah. And then with my mom for most of the time, we didn't really do that much. Like we stayed up late or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were like, Happy New Year's. And then, you know, we, maybe we would watch a movie occasionally because... Mm. Bollywood theaters, man, there's like <laughs> eleven thirty showings or midnight showings of movies. Those hours are like two and a half hours, mm-hmm. three hour movies. So you go home, you know, maybe get some breakfast and you gotta get ready for school the next day. Mm-hmm. So like some we would just do stuff like that. Like very random things that we would normally do. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would catch a midnight showing on a Wednesday. Like, I don't know, we just do that. But yeah, it wasn't very special, but that we always did something. Mm, okay yeah for us and my family it was fireworks mm, so it fireworks was are big it was kind of a big deal for our neighborhood because like our neighbors and us we'd get together and just like literally blow up fireworks mm-hmm. on the street i know some people think that's weird because in some states or different countries like you cannot do fireworks on your own but in houston texas that's all we did so <laughs> yeah it was really cool doing your own and it was really common to go to like these trucks like they kind of look like taco trucks you know what i'm saying oh yeah like the big yeah. van trucks yeah and they would just sell fireworks and they come out in different parts of the city you can go buy a ton of them um so yeah we would do that and mm. we would just stay up um some of us would fall asleep sometimes we lit a fire in the house And it was just like we had the garage open and it was kind of like an in and out situation. Like we'd watch the TV, like the ball drop. We'd go do some fireworks. We'd be by the fire. So it was kind of like whatever you like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's that's essentially it. That's kind of cool. Like a freeform New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. And then some family members had like larger lots. So Mm -hmm. like. If we wanted like a big fireworks showing, you can right, do right, that. right. But yeah, I think I joined in on the fireworks a couple of times at y'all's place, but yeah, it was real chill. Yeah. I love it. It's just like a throwback, you know. Yeah, nothing, nothing too serious. But yeah, so in the U.S., you know, the whole ball drop in New York Times Square is mm-hmm. really popular. Most people watch it on TV unless you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I heard like if you go there it's really crowded. Like Apparently you have to wait in line for like hours. See, no. I'm good. Yeah. I barely watch it on TV. So um also kissing your SO at midnight, you Ooh. know? That's popular. Kind of like kissing them under the mistletoe for Christmas. Oh like, my God, yeah. There's so many like traditions, <laughs> traditions like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking wine, family parties, fireworks, staying mm-hmm. up all night, big dinners. Yes. A lot of people have different dinners, you know, similar to Christmas, but it's like different. Yeah, I think New Year's is also interesting because it can be celebrated alone with mm-hmm. friends, with the significant other, with family. Like you, you can celebrate it differently based on where you're at. And, like, what point of your life you're at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know for, like, me and my younger brother, we would just play the video games we got for Christmas all night just to, like, stay up for the fireworks and stuff like that. That's precious, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I will say in the States, it's a little bit more romantic rather than family-focused. That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Christmas in the States is, like, super Mm family-focused. And also it's pretty loud like if your state allows fireworks in your it neighborhood so litty like you're not going to sleep yeah now my memory isn't like the greatest but in college did we do anything like particularly different oh i don't think so we may have gone to some parties i know when we started living on our own 
I think we did sparklers. I think so and too. S'mores. I was gonna say we did a couple of get togethers at our place. Yeah. But that's all I can remember. Nothing like super significant. Yeah, or like if people were, you know, or, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. fireworks, we'd see them in the sky. But yeah, definitely like we didn't do that much. I think it was a lot more low key. That's what I was I was trying to remember if we did anything like significant or unique. But that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, wherever you're at in life, you can celebrate New Year's differently, especially in the States. Yeah. It's very like DIY kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So now in Japan, Ooh. it's actually a lot more family focused. This is a time where I've noticed like they really get together. They go back home to visit their parents. You know, it's a family ordeal. Okay. Um, it's more quiet because <laughs> clearly we're able to fall asleep through it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an at home holiday. Hmm. So like in the States, like people would, you know, go out to go see fireworks or go right. clubbing or go to friend's place or whatever you know hang out with your so whatever but in japan it's like go home celebrate at home kind Mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm. um and it's also celebrated for multiple days like doing like the first like your first of the year Mm. so it's kind of like a month tradition okay Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's it's more long term yeah Hmm. so some of the things um that i learned right so i'm kind of going off of new information for me too because okay I'm still getting used to Japanese culture here. Right, right, right. You know? Um, So something that I notice, especially in grocery shopping, you see these, like, auspicious decorations that you can buy. Like the... I don't don't know if this is disrespectful. Like the flower arrangements or, like, the, like, nature arrangement kind of preparation things. Yeah, they're, like, ornaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, like, consist of, like, uh, bamboo shoots or, like, paper streamers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or... Um, I I don't know what kind of plant it is, but it's like a green plant. Like a fern? Kind of. It kind of looks like that. Like a fern-pine combo? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like nature-y stuff. It's yeah. often associated with Buddhism yeah. is what I'm noticing. Um, but yeah, this is just to symbolize prosperity and longevity and, you know, it's like for good luck. Stuff like oh. that. And so I see people like decorating their... Um, fronts of their homes you know also like you'll see it at markets or shops like i start to notice it like oh the shop has like the ornaments for the new year yeah so i think they're just welcoming you know good luck to everybody yeah i guess a good analog would be like the christmas like wreaths and stuff kind of like that is similar that's like how we can kind of make sense of it um and yeah, and sometimes they're hung above doors to like mm-hmm. ward off evil spirits. Um, I think that's pretty cool because yeah. you always have to protect yourself from the evil eye and, you know, people's jealousies and bad intentions. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think it's interesting because like Christmas lighting is getting more ish popular mm. um, in Japan. But definitely like I see more of this stuff especially mm-hmm. towards the end of the year like yeah. christmas lighting is cool but like you don't really see that much of it in suburbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. this you see everywhere yeah this you see in suburbs for sure especially because mm-hmm. we live like closest to like a temple um so since this is like very related to shinto buddhism you see a lot of this here yeah um oh i think it's pine oh, okay pine that makes sense, that makes sense. yeah yeah um sometimes people will offer mochi so like Mm -hmm. rice cakes to you know the gods and stuff like that and oranges it's a whole thing so i think that's kind of cool Mm -hmm. in new year's i don't really recall anything like that unless i guess you're religious oh christians will go to mass okay there you go um but i don't really see much of like decoration religious wise I think from it, it kind of carries over from like the Christmas stuff, like nativity and stuff like that. Yeah. I, and I don't know, Christians, Christians, y'all might get mad at me for this, but like a lot of your stuff has like pagany kind of things like built into it. So like a mm. lot of, of the same traditions carry over from like a lot of European indigenous religions and stuff. So there's a lot of like winter themed things mm. in like the Christmas, New Year's situation going on okay so yeah a lot of the like nature elements are very similar Mm -hmm. so i think that's interesting that like different parts of the world have very similar um 
motifs or like things they do mm-hmm. you know like prosperity and like warding off evil eyes for the whole new year thing i think that's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah and so something else i noticed is like the food that they eat is different too yeah, so yeah, yeah. like in my household it was a lot of like kind of like christmas 2.0 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know yeah, like sure, maybe sure. we'd eat like gumbo or like roasted chicken like roast- mm-hmm. what is it called Rotisserie, uh, rotisserie, chi- rotisserie. Chi- I can never say that. I don't know. I just call it chicken. Um, I just call it roast chicken. I don't know. Yeah, we may have like a cake or something. They got like um, this kind of soba. Apparently, it's called like year crossing soba. So, toshi koshi soba. Mm. Um, it's served hot on New Year's Eve to cut off the misfortunes of the whole year. You know, wish for a long like life. Burn them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think soba is usually like cold. So hot soba, you know, burn it up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ozoni, which is like a savory mochi soup. And osechi. So osechi is whatever it means for your household. Like mm-hmm. there's, I guess, like a set of different dishes that you can make. I know mm-hmm. um, when I was teaching New Year's, like a New Year's lesson or whatever, I was like, what's y'all's favorite part of New Year's? And a bunch of my kids said, osechi. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so what is osechi? And they're saying like different things. So I guess each family has their own version of osechi. Um, so there's like different ingredients in different areas and stuff like that. So you can get like kind of pricey ones. You can make it mm-hmm. at home. I know sometimes convenience stores will have them. So like, yeah, food is a big deal. Mm. Yeah, I notice um, at markets you can buy the boxes. They're like box bintos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the basic ingredients are like noodles, uh, soy sauce, and like Mm-mm. mochi, stuff like that. I see a lot in there. I'm sure there's a lot more. Like mm-hmm. if you practice this and if this is like part of your culture, I just noticed it's very variant. <laughs> like, yeah, I think mm. there's also like um, different, like not proteins i guess but like different seafood ingredients or like different like types of meals and types of meats and stuff so yeah or know. like fermented veggies yeah and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so when i think osechi i just kind of think like like a buffet in my mind i don't know if that's mm-hmm. right or maybe not, like a buffet of flavors of yeah, like yeah, yeah. what represents japanese food you yeah know? or like what you want to bring with you into the new year man mm-hmm. i don't know food is important that's all i know yeah so i think that's really cool everyone has their own mm-hmm. like that's that's really cool um all right so also new year's postcards are really popular so mm-hmm. if you go into like a stationery store you see tons of postcards mm-hmm. um and people love to send them here to like everybody that's mm-hmm. cool i think if you want to be a little custom you know mm-hmm. and you live in japan we did a little video how to make your own postcards on youtube so go check that out the links in the show notes but yeah, I've noticed postcards here are kind of like greeting cards. Mm. Yeah. You know, like they much. have like interesting designs or whatever. Yeah, it's like, hey, welcome to the new year. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. hello, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So after you send out all the postcards, they all mailed out, right? You spent all day working on these postcards. It's <laughs> late at me. night. You just stay up and then wake up and see the first sunrise of the new year. It's called Hatsuhino Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to do this. I think it'd be really cool, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it doesn't have to be on the first New Year, but it basically means like the first sunrise that you see. Typically, people will go to like Takao, Hakone, um, Mount Mitsutoge. Like these are like popular in the Tokyo area. Popular mountains. Yeah. Right, right, right. And you just basically go somewhere high. Like if you live in a hill area, go to a hill or something like that and just catch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And apparently... This is not as popular as the next thing, but yeah, it's still cool to see like the first sunrise of the year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, if you can wake up that early, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people also have like the different firsts. So like going to your first shrine mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. having like anything, anything that is your first thing of the year, it's usually celebrated in the first month. Yeah. Like your first laugh, your first picture, your first coffee, you know. Yeah. As more tourists are coming to Japan, they have right. countdown parties at the Tokyo Tower. Hey, that'd um, be cool. Mm-hmm. And it even has like the actual countdown on it. Oh, that's sick. Um, New York's New York. Wow. <laughs> New Year fireworks. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you can probably see fireworks. Fireworks are actually pretty common here. It's just not in your neighborhood. Like it's a. It's not centralized. It's more. I mean, it's not localized. It's more centralized, I feel. Yeah. 
And you can pay the extra coin and take a Tokyo Bay cruise, you know, if you just want to spend your time on a little boat. <laughs> you can be on a boat for New Year's? Yeah, apparently. That's um, So, yeah, cool. I would just say, like, okay. <laughs> there's so many stuff to do. So, mm-hmm. since we mentioned resolutions earlier, mm. are there any regrets in the past that you had? And, like, why didn't they work? Okay. Um, I got one. So, I had this daily routine that I had set out and it's definitely doable. Like I didn't go over board, I guess on it. Um, but I think my downfall was that I made it too specific. Mm. So, um, because you know, every day is going to be different. So I tried to set a routine of doing the same things every day, but then in doing that, I put too many things to do at the same time. So like if I didn't hit all of them, it kind of felt like that stumble made me stumble through the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? So that was my thing. Um, That is one thing I do regret because it was a really solid schedule. Like if I went to bed at a good time, I would have been able to like wake up at 530 and then just go through the day from there. Mm -hmm. And I think through the whole year, I had like a 20 to 30 percent success rate. Hmm. So out of 365 days, that's like 30 days. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) So what happened like after that? Did you just like throw the list away or no something? i still have the list i had a printed version um i had one on my phone and i had one on my computer so mm. I, I could access it wherever um but my main problem was that as the year went on um the schedule that i had was not flexible enough to account for the things i was doing yeah. so it was it was by being too specific it was too inflexible mm-hmm. and so i couldn't hit it all the time and i feel like now here's the thing i know the people have varying beliefs of zodiacs or whatever but like for virgos quote unquote (laughs) yeah the the organizational things it's like so frustrating because you're either the type of virgo that literally will sacrifice everything to meet those like requirements or you just look like you have everything together and you're really (laughs) like a flaming pile of dookie so like (laughs) that's my regret is that like i made something that was really good but i couldn't keep up with it and the thing itself i had to let it go because it wasn't serving me you know what i'm saying yeah that's my regret and also every day is different and sometimes emergencies happen or like you know the weather change Mm -hmm. like your mood is different so i do think like strict schedules are very hard to keep up with it's kind of like trying to achieve that ideal self it's like it, it's awesome on paper but is it realistic yeah so. it's doable but is it sustainable i think mm, that yeah okay i can see that um okay so for me i remember i set this goal occasionally it's like every few years i don't know why <laughs> um because i guess as a creative i still have that stigma of like oh creative people are people who draw yeah, you know? I, I, yeah. So, I and that's also pushed a lot. Like if you're an artist, you draw. Other mediums aren't really in the light. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I would set this one of like draw every day because I wanted to become a better um, illustrator. Mm. And I just thought like when other people do, I'm like, that's so cool. And then I can draw my own stuff for my mm-hmm, own mm-hmm. like other creative projects. And so ideally that was cool. But it was so stressful because if I missed a day, I'd be like, ah, okay, try to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And there's just days where I just didn't feel like drawing. So I know that's like a small resolution, but I kind of regret making it an everyday thing. Mm. And I'm curious to try to do something like that again, but maybe just have a journal. Because I have one where it's like <laughs> 365 days of drawing or something. That's cool. Yeah, and I think instead of just making it like a do-it-every-day thing, just whenever I feel like it, draw. Mm. And I think that takes the pressure off. But yeah, it didn't work because it was just Well, that works for some people, you know? Like, that's why there's Vlogmas. That's why there's NaNoWriMo. That's why there's Inktober, you know? Mm, Yeah, true. But all of those groups suffer mentally at the end. Oh, yeah. It's not for the weak of heart. Yeah, no, 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 no. I Even that, I just think you really tear yourself down and you burn out. So that's why but I don't see, like it. That's the thing. That's that like high input, high output. Um, and like I said, it's not for everybody. But if you do it, 
you know you get something out of it mm-hmm. but i feel you like having that as a goal for like a long term i don't think it's sustainable for a lot of people not mm-hmm. just for you or me like i think generally speaking that's very difficult to keep up yeah so on a more serious one um and if like and we kind of mentioned diet culture before but if you're triggered by this like skip this segment mm-hmm. but something that i always this is something that i think i've done like every year ever since i've known about diets is losing weight i think this is the first year where i'm not intentionally trying to lose weight which says a lot like because that's just something it was just like an automatic resolution it wasn't even something i like thought about it's just kind of expected you know how much more shredded can you get the next year Mm. you know how much more skinny whatever this and that and it's just really toxic because sometimes you don't need to lose weight. True. Um, and the body ideal, the beauty standard changes so often now. Yeah, that like, for sure. For some years, being skinny is in, but now it's like skinny thick. So it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have lost all that. You know, like it's a mess. So mm. for me, I like to, you know, love myself. I don't want to start off the year being like, man, you're so terrible. You need to fix yourself yeah. from all the whatever of last year. Like, I think no, that's I so you. bad. Cause like on the other side of things, like, you know, I'm a whole ass non-binary, but like there's a pressure for like male bodies as well to kind of mm. quote unquote, get into shape. First of all, round is a shape. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Second of all, I do think it's, for all bodies like diet culture and stuff that is very toxic because it kind of ignores ability it ignores presentation Mm -hmm. and it ignores um shoot what was the last one like um uh, like listening to your body Mm, i I don't know what the word necessarily for that is because like like intuitive yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like intuitive eating or just being intuitive of like how you feel inside right and the reason i say that is because like especially for um you know male bodies or mass presenting peoples it's always pushed like you gotta have a six-pack and you gotta be like super like low body fat uh ratio yeah or percentage or whatever that's literally not sustainable like mm-hmm. i learned something about um men's photo shoots or whatever apparently right you just work out a whole bunch and like you're generally muscular what you do for before a photo shoot is the night before you just go get hammered because then your body is like dehydrated and then what they do is they'll light you for the photo shoot to where there's added shadow so they don't have to do too much work post-op because i notice a lot of people are like oh we didn't photoshop this or whatever but like there's also other situations that are like yeah very i feel controlled. like that's a lot for like bodybuilders or like competitors like <laughs> yeah so i could see if you're trying to go for a certain body for that but yeah that pressure on the everyday person is like bro you you don't you don't have to have the same goals as a bodybuilder right and it's it's a whole other thing to do exercise because it feels good versus do exercise to like punish yourself yes that's, really weird. that's the thing like the whole like losing weight thing was like a punish and i was like well if I, you know, eat this way and I just enjoy physical activity and mm-hmm. I happen to lose weight, cool. If I happen to lo- gain weight, cool. But, like, I think the intention yeah. is not a good resolution for me. Yeah, and there was a time where we would do a lot of fitness stuff together. Like, we would work out and, like, we were workout buddies. Like, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, I think there was a podcast I was listening to, uh, Decolonial Fitness. They were talking about why does like exercise and working out or whatever Mm -hmm. why does that have to be like a bad thing why can it not be pleasurable to us how we want to do it you know what i'm saying like yeah and there's so many different forms like i love dancing Mm -hmm. you know and i know that's like more common a thing now like you know people are like dancing is a thing but for real if you just put on music and i just dance like that's my physical activity for the day like i mean you build up a sweat yeah but again like if you love you know working out and like losing weight do you i just think for me it just was not a good one yeah we're making statements about the culture of things not you as an individual listener yes you know what i'm saying like (laughs) let's make that clear if you like working out go ahead do you you know yeah yeah all right so do you have any resolutions of this year i do um kind of (laughs) 
All right. So they're they're more so goals. Um, but I I want to again do the whole short term thing to like yeah. reach them more often. Um, we have some written down, but one that I didn't write down. I thought of during the episode was actually mm-hmm. um, like kind of listen to myself a little bit more because okay. I have not trusted myself in a really long time. And when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, I don't trust myself with everyday stuff. (laughs) Like, it's kind of that, but also like more so on an intuitive sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to do a lot of things because I knew if I did something in a certain way, it would kind of work out. And it usually did. Like, not necessarily like I knew my habits or whatever, but like, I kind of knew, okay, if I want to do this, knowing that I'm kind of lazy, how can I get there? Or like knowing that i don't like waking up early how can i still wake up with enough time to do something you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so kind of just like really listening to myself is one of those um not resolutions but kind of like short-term goals that i can hit very often um Mm, that's a good one yeah yeah i mean we can go back and forth too but like that one's one that i really wanted to emphasize because i thought of it during the episode yeah that's something i think a lot of us could do honestly because the more you really I don't know, look within and like acknowledge like your limits and also Mm -hmm. like what you can do. You can really customize your lifestyle to benefit you. Yeah. And and like when I think about all the positive things in my life, those have always come from moments where I didn't doubt myself. You know what I mean? Like I was like, no, this is what's right for me. And those have all been the most positive times in my life, you know? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like listening to yourself is important. Well, what about you? We can go back and forth. Um, so for me, it would be more intentions and hoping those intentions have some kind of impact. Mm. Um, I'm not trying to resolve anything of myself. So I would say just be more gentle with myself and dropping the whole no pain, no gain idea for physical activity. I mean, I've kind of been practicing that already mm-hmm. and listening to more unheard voices and stories because i feel like i kind of grew up in a very i don't know not small world but as i've grown older i've heard so many more stories i'm like dang there's so much i don't know so i kind of want to keep that up so i can i don't know hear and see more people because society does um kind of erase people's voices Mm. and i kind of want to see what are people saying that's not pushed in the media and stuff like that like outside of the popular narrative of things you kind of want to go reach around the edges and stuff like that yeah yeah more personal stories Mm. more deep deep stories you know um Mm. and just reading more about my black history it's something that you know with american education we all know it's not really there and so I kind of want to read more books and more authors and more biographies and I have a good list and hopefully I can, you know, buy the books from the authors or give some free PDFs because that's always nice. Free mm-hmm, access to sure. books. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I want for this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tack that onto my thing, even though I'm not black. Like, I feel like the community has, you know, held me for a long time and, you know, mm-hmm. I hold space for the black community, too. So I'm going to learn more, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can do that together. Yeah, Let's definitely. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do it. And also, <laughs> to be fair, we learned a lot this year. I look forward to learning so much next year. I know. We learned so much this year, and we've been sharing all year long. We've been unlearning. Unlearning to unpacking. Aye. Oh gosh, we can unboxing. have unboxing. We can have so. <laughs> <laughs> we can have so many podcast episodes about unpacking societal shit yeah (laughs) just to put it lightly or not i don't know is it light is it i don't know i don't think so but yeah anyway i had a couple of them but they're real light um see more of japan but i'm gonna take that off x-nay oh okay i'm just all right erased (laughs) (laughs) no um i actually want to create more community um i know online I'm pretty active on social media Mm -hmm. and I have a a decent circle of like, you know, people who I can really follow and support and share and spread and learn from and help learn, help teach, I guess, from my side of things as well. 
Um, but I also want to create more like physical community. So like, mm-hmm. you know, reach out and hang out with people or like, you know, even if it's not that often, just kind of go to events like in a group setting. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my goals is like, it's cool to have like online community. That's great. But I also feel like because we live in a world with people, you know, not just screens, like I do want to go to events with other people and, you know, mingle and network and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get into the Closer Convo, a new segment where we talk about random ideas. Mm-hmm. We can react to current events, news, memes, Japan, listener suggestions, just anything. So anything goes here. All right, Closer um, Convo, CC. Yes. Okay, so what are some things that you want to do this year? I know we kind of talked about our resolutions or whatever, mm-hmm. but what are some specific things you want to do? Okay, I want to stretch more um do some yoga because man office work i didn't think it would take a toll on me but it has yes i have lower back pain Mm -hmm. and anywhere i look anywhere i hear anybody i talk to they're like avoid that shit so like i've been stretching more if i can get my schedule right this year i can actually wake up and stretch more so like Mm -hmm. man i I really want to stretch i'm telling you i mean yeah oh and one of my mini goals is maybe get into the splits because I was like, I was you practicing. You were close, yeah. So, like, I'm going to try to do those. You were very close once upon a time. <laughs> well, yeah, like, <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> hey, if that's what you want to do, do it. I got to practice, you know? Yeah. I want to check out more places, whether mm. that's in my town or just in general in Japan. I feel mm, like mm. I've gotten a little too cozy, you know, in my little neighborhood. I need to, little like... comfort zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first year, oh, my gosh, we, like went all out on visiting all over tokyo but we did you know i think i'm ready for that again um i want to try new recipes if some of y'all have known me for a while i'm i love cooking food and making food i just haven't shared that as much anymore um because my diet did change like Mm. you know from plant-based and not so whatever and some people kind of felt like they were too invested in what i was doing (laughs) and and thought like they could tell me what I should do and not do. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to post my food much anymore. Yeah, that's weird because some people will ruin it for everybody, you know? Yeah, I'm just like, what is this sense of ownership? <laughs> but no, no. Um, I want to do more recipes, maybe more Japanese recipes because mm. we're in Japan. It's so much easier to get the ingredients. True. Um. Yeah. Do you have any more while well, I think of some? Yeah. Um. I want to watch more brown media mm. and not just like bollywood stuff like bollywood stuff is a part of it um i know like over the course of us knowing each other we we've kind of shared culture back and forth but like i haven't really shared much of like the things that i grew up with Mm. mostly because i don't remember a lot of my childhood i I went through some shit so like Mm -hmm. a lot of the media that is there i barely remember watching it so we watched uh kabikushi kabigum which is like, if you know any Bollywood movie, that's probably the ones your friends have shown you to see. It's like <laughs> yeah. a modern classic. Mm-hmm. It's so dramatic. It's over the top. It literally reminds me of family. Like, mm. it's wild. But I want to see more of that kind of thing. And in different languages, too. So I speak two Indian languages, Hindi, Telugu. I want to see, like, more of those type of movies. They are toxic. So I'm putting my guards up. <laughs> but I, I do want to not like reconnect that sounds so lame i just want to intake more media and also media like from other brown people too like you know support tv shows or podcasts or instagram stories and like you know stuff like that so just intake more brown culture because i feel like i've purposely distanced myself from it like Mm. for a long time just as a defense mechanism but (sighs) i think i'm ready you're ready i'm 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 ready i'm here for it like i love cultured media you know, so I'm here for that, too. Um, I want to make kimchi again. I used to make kimchi Ooh, all the time. I have a, a pretty one. basic recipe. It's not authentic or anything, but it works. It works. So I want to do that. Um, and maybe check out that new Shibuya Scramble Square. Oh, building. the new, like, skyscraper? Yeah, I don't know. I, I try to avoid central Tokyo because it's just so crowded. Mm-hmm. But they just came up with this huge building, so many shopping centers, and... 
restaurants. So I just want to check it out. We can check it out. No harm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe just, you know, try not to get sick on the way there because everyone, it's like flu season. Because ain't nobody wear jackets. People want to be like, oh, it's so cold. (laughs) Wear a jacket. (laughs) Or it's so cold, I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to walk around in my blazer and my heat tech shirt. Get a jacket. (laughs) Mm. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have anything to add to this conversation, Feel free to comment on our episode 24 Instagram post at Abnormal Japan. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Videos will be posted occasionally on Thursdays, Japan time. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yeah, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Look out for another episode next week. Yeah, season four is in gear. I hope y'all are enjoying it. Again, YouTube stuff. Go check it out. You know, we got some cool things going on there. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Okay, bye everyone. Bye y'all. Thank you.